Welcome back to The Good Stuff, Cliff Central's very own happy hour with myself, Brent Lindekew, the good news guy. It's Tuesdays, yo, and we are in studio. We're bringing you the good stuff. Uh, this is why we're here. We find all the good news stories from around the world that are trending, and uh, we bring them to you. You can actually hear David Potter's papers scuffle around there. He's busy getting all these good news stories ready. Mail and Guardian, top, t- top young 200. I don't even know how to say the title anymore. It's been a year. Yeah, it has been. We're now adults. We're now in the we're big people. We're in the big people side. Um, yeah, Mail and Guardian top two hundred ward councillor, philanthropist. He's a uh, he's a busy guy. He's joining us in studio. He's taking it over with me. Um, Kath couldn't make it lastminute.com. She's got uh, other things that she needs to do. So the <laughs> the panel is just us two today. We'll be catching you up with all the good stuff, uh, reporting on all the good news, focusing on the top five trending good news stories, as well as all the current stuff that you should be aware of. We also have someone from the King Pie team, Natalie Rovers, who will be joining us. At about half the hour to talk about the awesome work that they're doing, um, as well as the pies. I mean, it's all about the pies, yo. She's a good girl. Pretty, pretty phenomenal. They do a lot of good stuff. Um, so yeah, we'll be chatting to them, but we've got loads of stuff to catch up on. If you want to join in on the conversation, if you want to tell us about your good stuff, today is about Heritage Day. Heritage Day is on Thursday, which means what? Uh, South Africa's got a two and a half day week. No one else is going to go back to work, right? No one. No. I'm a. Well, you work all the time. We're going to get into that now. So if you guys want to get hold of us, you can tweet us on cliffcentral.com or myself, Brent Lindekew, or da- please say your Twitter. David COJ 102. What does that stand for? City of Joburg, Ward 102, which I represent. That is what he represents. Uh, you can also send us a message via our official WeChat account. We've got that open here. Or give us a call on 0861 Mr. Potter, it's been a while since you've been in the studio. Um, how have you been? Been good, been, been good. good. Been a few busy. holidays, a few trips to Cape Town. Uh, we need to talk about this because apparently councillors are not allowed to go on holiday. Yet you're always on holiday. No, we, we need holiday. We work hard. Yeah. Um, most councillors work hard. And yeah, we need that time off to just recharge our batteries. You went down to uh, Kruger National Park did, recently. Yeah. stayed in Satara and Crocodile Bridge. Saw the Big Five and Leopard. That's incredible. Many people are jealous. My family was there as well and they didn't see Leopard. Um, yeah, so they, no, weren't, they weren't too impressed. In South Africa, seeing leopard is a, is a huge sighting. Yeah. It's not very often that you go to the bush and you get to see leopard. Exactly. So we saw everything. We had uh, uh, two weeks ago, and uh, she was actually on my show, Dawn Mann, all, all the way from America. She was here on a work. She was busy doing a project here for three or four days. She had never been to South Africa before uh, from from Dallas. And um, and we took her around and tried to show her as much as we could in three days. So, of course, there was the Lion Park. Uh, we got a bit of the… Lansburg? We couldn't. Oh, there was just not enough time. Okay. She was working during the day. Yeah. So, we had to find the things in between. And I can tell you for free and for nothing, it's one of my favorite things to do is to show people around our beautiful country. There's lots to see, lots to do. Yeah. And it's not only about the shopping centers. There's, there's more than that. Totally. Yeah. Do you know in four ways we've got a we've got a crocodile park that you can um you can uh, Absel, not Absel, zip, um, zip, zip line. line. You can okay. zip line over the crocs. Okay. And it's just in four ways down what if the you're road. Tall? Then it's a problem. Let's hope that, uh, that you don't get caught by one of the crocs. But yeah, there's so much that you can do. It's actually phenomenal, uh, in South Africa. You, did you get to see Rhino in the Cruiser? Saw Rhino, Park? quite a few Rhino. I did ask the game drive guy, uh, or the game ranger if they've got poaching and, and tracking and, uh, security around it. He said he couldn't answer my question, quite obviously. But yeah, I, I did see a lot of, um, anti-poaching units in Kruger, and I believe they're doing quite a good job in sorting out the poaching. Um, 
but it's such a vast area. I don't know how they control the security around um, the, the rhinos. It is. It's, it's scary to think. When we went down to Medikwe, um, I got to speak to the rangers and the people there, and they had a bit of insight that, the, that I didn't know. So first of all, they've got trackers who are continuously watching the rhinos so they don't go anywhere near the fences because if they go near the fences, then they get spotted easier. Yeah, yeah. You're also not allowed to, when you're in Medikwe, like if the one game ranger spots something they tell the other game ranger what it is in an African language uh, to let you know that you can go there to see a sighting of the lion or the elephant or whatever it is, but they're not allowed to do that with rhino anymore. Well, well same thing at Kruger. There's a big map at each crest camp that tells you what was last seen um, yesterday and today, and there's actually a little sign on the rhino um, stickers, which used to be there, that says we no longer allowed to uh, uh, put pointers where they were. Obviously, that's a great indication to the poachers where they were, so... That's Man. sad. We can only wish that the, 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 the anti-poaching efforts will... Pay off. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And it's not just rhinos. It's elephants. It's, I, I mean, I did a story last week about the gorillas uh, up in the Congo. There's something scary like only 800 gorillas left in the world. Oh, yes. yeah. yeah. How mad? I guess that's with rhinos too. Only a few number. Yeah. Small number. Completely. Uh, okay, so, I mean, current news. What's been going on? We had the rugby game on Saturday. We had that. What? Yeah, sad news. I was split between two events. I was at a, a, a different party and then an engagement party, so I had to leave at halftime. Um, but yeah, got back to the bad news that we had um, sadly lost. It didn't take long to get all the memes out and all the other jokes around the you know ex-coach, the you new know, coach. You know what? The Springboks actually know how to pick their teams yeah. because they, they literally had the underdogs who were the Japanese um, come through. Uh, the, the game, that's what movies will be made of, is those underdogs that came through, played the game as hard as they could and played till the very, very last yeah. minute, which yeah. is absolutely insane. Their next, uh, their next opponents are the Samoans. Okay. That's who they're playing next. And just yesterday, there was a video released on how the Samoans uh, did a huge prayer to Joost van der Vestes and who's over there. Okay. So if you want to talk about us being in the back foot, I mean, again, we've set ourselves up with this team that uh, are, are, they, they already won the hearts of everybody. Yeah, yeah. It's that, going to be sort of tough. It's going to be tough. It's going to be um, tough. We've got a few more games to play, so we just need to keep our spirit up. I agree. Um, we could also learn from the Japanese. Uh, there's a there's a beautiful saying that the Japanese have, or not a saying, it's something that they do. When something breaks, sort of um, cut uh, crockery, China in in Japanese in Japan, when crockery breaks, they fix it with gold to highlight the cracks, okay, to make it more beautiful than before. So let's see what we can do with our team. Correct. Fix that, highlight, and fix. Give move it a, on. Give yeah. it a little bit of green Talking and about gold. Just, I think his movie comes out on. On, on TV soon. I can all watch it. It's on, um, it's on DSTV. Well, it's bo- coming in soon. Box I office. think it's soon, yeah. Soon. Uh, I did, I got to go to the premiere okay. and, and I sat a couple of seats away from him and I literally cried from the start yeah. to the finish. Yeah. Uh, and it's, I mean, th- there's a whole bunch of stuff that comes with yours because he's got this history of being yeah. in the media and they do, they pinpoint on that. They show him and his wife and his family and, and sort of what happened with him. But more so, it's about this chapter that he's yeah. going through yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. But he's still strong. He's fighting. Incredible spirit. Doesn't stop, eh? No. He, he, st- well, he doesn't stand up, but he got up in front of everybody yeah. at the premiere and, uh, through a translator because he's not, yeah. um, able to articulate himself like he used to. He stood up and he was making jokes. Yeah. Like he's just, he's there. He's, he's there and he laughs and, yeah. incredible man. Yeah. Incredible That's part man. of a good news story. His, his fight and his effort and his courageousness. So go out and see that movie. I think it's called uh, The Glory Game. Yeah. That is what it's called. Go out and see The Glory Game. Um, Dave, we've had something in the news recently with uh, Yusuf. 
a good friend of ours, actually, yeah. uh, crime line boss and lead essay here, um, he head of lead essay. Yeah. And he wrote that letter, uh, to the president. And it was a letter that he sent to the president. He wrote it on Monday, uh, last week, Monday, sent it to the president, sent it to the presidency, to the government. Yeah. And he didn't get a response for he three ha- or four days. He hasn't. No, no, it's still not. I, I don't think he has. Um, Ooh. but there's been a further outcry in terms of that. Okay. Let's take a step back. What was the, what was the letter about? What was the sort of crux of it? I think Eustace's main focus, um, as part of crime line is around crime. And he, he wanted to highlight to the, to the president, um, that the crime's an issue in this country. And what is the president doing about it? Um, obviously he talks about women and children and, and their issues around tourists, how they come here. Um, how, how the president recently spoke at an event at the union buildings. Um, and the president said an attack on our police was an attack, is an attack on the state. Um, and, and Yusuf was just saying, um, is your talk empty? What is being done about crime? And I think as South Africans, we can all relate to that. We all live in a space where, I don't know, we've all, we've all had someone that's been affected by crime. In our, in our circles, in our family, in our friends, yeah. uh, everyone walks around with a story as to, as to crime in South Africa, whether it's a attempt at hijacking or to breaking in or, or even worse. I mean, there's, there's, there's horrific stories that come out. Crime is a huge problem in South Africa. And the fact that the head of crime line is, is highlighting this and asking our government to do something about it is massive. Yeah. 47 South Africans are murdered on average per day. 47 That's South Africans. Are murdered on average every single day. That's a scary stat. That's, yeah, that is the reality. Super scary. But he wrote this letter, and and from that letter, because the government had not answered uh, and had not replied, he put it online and yeah. he created an open letter forum. Yeah, it's an open letter. It's on. Uh, what was covered in a lot of um, newspapers and, and and radio last week. And yeah, he he, he took a bold step to to go out there. Um, as a councillor, I often write open letters to the city of Joburg officials and to the uh, to the heads of the different entities. Um, and it sometimes does get some good response. Um, but yeah, sadly, often I think there's there's just an abundant um, amount of this kind of thing. Um, so it just it goes on the back burner. His letter, he put it up on online, and it was picked up on Twitter. And he, I think he was trending in the top five for like trending this weekend. Sunday, what Saturday and Sunday? That's insane. Yeah. So so then they spun it around. So some people on social media spun it around and made a hashtag, dear Yusuf, and because fact, because the hashtag before was dear president. Yeah. 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 yeah so yeah. he changed it to to dear Yusuf. And in fact, he was on Gareth's um, show yesterday morning trying to explain um, kind of the. Uh, so the tyrants on, on what's going on, on on social media. And he said, we mustn't be sidetracked by what happens and the negativity around what people think about his letter. We need to go forward. Um, and there's a real issue. So he's obviously touched a sore spot in, in, in many people's hearts and that. Um, and hence, they, they're trying to get back at him. But um, there's, there's obviously a... Look, I've, I've been on the receiving end of... Uh, a tour. A tour. Okay. Which you uh, and Helen Zilla? No, <laughs> no. I mean, it's a story about a DJ on on Five FM, and uh, he used to run this this the segment in the afternoon where it was um, he would ask young kids questions, uh, and it was all about sort of phoning them. It, it, it was really cute. He would ask these like four year olds, "What do you think of the radio station? What do you think of Justin Bieber?" He would like ask them all sorts of questions, and uh, and and one of the DJs on the show was asking this kid questions and I was listening and uh, they asked him the little kid they said well do you know of 5FM and the kid was like yeah my mom listens to it or whatever and then they they said to him uh, and and what do you like about this DJ 
And he, this little kid went, eh, not much, actually. So I thought it was flippin' hilarious. I took that exact quote, unquote, the little section of what it said, and I put it up on Twitter, and immediately... You got rep- response. He, the DJ picked it up. I didn't, I didn't at him, but he yeah. picked it up. He responded to me, and then all of his 300,000 followers got stuck into oh, wow. me. And it was a week of me being lambasted on Twitter. Okay. One of the things that I learned from that which I take away with me, is that it actually doesn't matter. Yeah. It's like a newspaper headline. It's here today, gone tomorrow, yeah. which is one of the biggies. Also, a lot of the people that were, were being incredibly rude were faceless. They were the little eggs on Twitter, the ones that don't have... few followers. Pe- that's it. They or, they, or they created multiple profiles and then just well, spread it like that. That's, that's kind of like what it was. Um, slacktivism is very easy on social media. When you can sit back and be anonymous and... And, and have no face. Well, do Much what, easier. Do whatever you want yeah. on... Uh, yeah. It's crazy how on social media you'd say things that you would never, ever, ever say in real life to someone face to face. And I think Yusuf got the, the brunt of that on social media. It is one of our biggest problems on social media is that you tend to get that brunt. Yeah. yeah. I've got 7,000 followers and I get it from time to time around city issues. What am I about? What am I doing about this or that? And yeah, you get those few that really go on and on and on. And you kind of just need to to ignore those people because in the greater scheme of things, you're doing positive work. Well, this is, I mean, you're a ward counselor. So you're in there, you're in the public space. In the trenches, you're in, the, you're in, in, the, in the potholes. I was laughing uh, earlier on when I, when I sort of introduced David and said, yes, you can never go on holiday. But you did. You had a terrible experience where, I don't know, on social media, someone was complaining that you had so, taken leave. So, so my, my, my personal profile is blocked except your cover photo is shown to all. So someone had taken a photo of me lying on the beach um, and posted it to the Parkhurst group or or the the Facebook group in Parkhurst um, and uh, messaged that group to say, how can I take leave? I'd missed meetings. And yeah, we do need leave as counselors. Um, It's not as counselors. As anybody. Everybody needs to recharge our batteries. Everybody needs to get away. My my response was quite quite funny. I said I can be having coffee in Cape Town, climbing Mount Everest and doing pretty much what I want on holiday. Um, I'm still pretty much responsive to to most emails and SMSs while away, and beyond. Felt and pretty good when I came back. And and <laughs> nicely refreshed. But that's the thing with social media. That's where it goes down. Is that someone can turn around and say to you, or or spread a story about you that you shouldn't be on leave when actually doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter at no. all. We all take leave. Here today, gone tomorrow. Exactly. What other sort of things happen on social media with regards to? I mean, you brought it up beforehand that we need to. Something with the ward? Oh, yeah, yeah. So so in the city of Joburg, we need to look and log. And there's a campaign that I started in January 2013. If we don't look and log the issues that, that are in our wards and our streets, we are not going to get the issues fixed. Um, the, the city of Joburg is massive. I mean, they don't know all the potholes. They don't know all the streetlight issues. So you guys have to look and log the issues. Um, there's a website, www.lookandlog.co.za, which is a two-page guide on how to log stuff in the best, quickest way in the city. What um, sorts of stuff are we, are we talking street about? Streetlights. Um, you log on a website. Potholes, you send an email. Um, and if you want your ward and your suburbs to look greater, you need to start taking control and, and looking and logging that stuff. I know you had an issue with one with your, your bill. Um, you contacted me. You had no clue what, what to do or who to phone. So. No. So w- with my bill, um, we I bought a house three years ago and I'd never received an electricity bill. So I, I I didn't know what to pay. And if you pay too much, this is so this is the myth or the idea that I have. If you pay too much, you're never going to get that money back. If your bill's like 5K and you think, mm, let me be safe and put five and a half, that 500 Rand goes missing in the system. And that's the sort of... 
That, that's what people believe, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I, I decided just to not pay. And, and it's a pretty amazing because they don't have my address. Uh, the, the city of Joburg have no way to get my bills to me. They can't, even though I've tried to change my details, put my different addresses in, um, try sort all sorts of stuff out. It could never, ever, ever change the addresses. Uh, and then after a year of not paying, the sheriff somehow knows where I live. Okay. So the sheriff would come and Did bring knock, knock. He came and gave a bit of a knock and he was like, how's how much you owe? And I was like, great. Awesome. I've got a bill. I can pay now. That feels fantastic. And I'd pay yearly. And then it got to year three where I was sort of done. I was tired. Can I just pay monthly? That's all I want to do is yeah. just pay my flipping bill. And I didn't know who to contact, who, what to do, how to change my address. I've changed it 14 times and it's never been changed. So I contacted you, yeah. sent you a little letter and I was like, listen, Dave, I need your help, bud. You, within a matter of minutes, put me in touch with the right person. They changed my address and I received all my bills. I, I promise you. The mailbox is full. It wa- no, but it took about, it took about maximum 10 minutes yeah. and everything had been sorted yeah. out and now i receive my bills monthly they come into my email inbox and everything is sorted there's not a worry in the world so this website that you set up in 2013 i think more people need to know about it yeah it's important www.lookandlog.co.za and that's what exactly you do you partner it so that people are able to it's, it's simple to log a pothole simple to log a street light simple to log a, tra- log a traffic light out of order you, people just need to be empowered to know that it's possible and how to do it. I think what you said is important as well, is take control of your own community. Completely. You've got to take control of your own community and look after your own community so that you can make it better. Um, it's not just your job. It's our job. All of our jobs. All of our jobs. Yeah. 100%. All right, but this is the good news, and uh, we do focus on the good stuff here at... Uh, the Good Stuff Show. That's why it's called what it's called. So I'm going to give Dave his background music. He needs to put on the best... English accent that he can because he's competing with Nikki. You know, Nikki brings us the good news yeah, yeah. every week. I, I don't think I can compete with her, but I'll try. We can only try. So here's your backtrack. This is what Nikki waits for every week. And um, have I given you the list? Do you have the list? I've got the list. You've got the list. You're going to start with uh, number five. Tell us what comes in at number five. So an Olive Garden brings back their pasta pass, never ending eat as much as you want every day for a seven week special. And the best way to help the homeless. All right. So this story was, was trending last year. It's a, it's a restaurant in America. And David's looking at me as if I'm mad because I've given me, I've given him these headlines and he's like, what the hell is Olive Garden? Is someone grown an Olive Garden? What's going on? I don't no. eat olives. So I wouldn't be interested. <laughs> it's a re- it's, yeah. it's an Italian restaurant in America called Olive Garden where they serve pizza, pasta, a whole bunch of different foods that are Italian. And every year since last year, so the uh, second year, they do something called a pasta pass where you can buy Eight weeks of free food for a hundred dollars. Oh wow! They sell them on their websites. It's like remember two weeks ago, Fly Safair did the one rand flights. Or oh whatever. yeah, they did. So if you could get one, it's a big promo. Okay. And they sell two thousand of these tickets on their website, but only two thousand at a hundred dollars each. And you, if you get one. You're able to eat as much food as you want for the next eight weeks. You could eat pasta, pizza, Greek salad, Italian salad three times a day, breakfast, lunch, and supper for eight weeks. Last year, someone got hold of a pasta pass and decided to feed the homeless. Wow. So he went into different Olive Garden stores, uh, and he fed like a hundred people a day. That's awesome. Absolutely insane. I need to find out the detail. There was a post on Twitter this morning. Um, I think it was Leanne Manis. She was posting how much food is wasted. 
every single day and how much that equates to in a rand value. Look, there is. There's a huge problem in the world world about food wastage. Um, we have expiration dates. We have uh, in, in the grocery stores that they just chuck bucket loads of food away. Uh, in Europe last year, towards the end of last year, they, they actually brought in a law, a legislation, to say that you cannot throw that food away. If food reaches a certain expiration, it's still got a bit of a lifespan. Give that food to charities. Give that food to people that need it. So they started a whole sort of trend around that, um, and hopefully other countries will follow. David's got the news here. Got it, yeah. About 10 million tons of food a year is wasted in South Africa. It amounts to 61.5 billion rand. Wow. Yeah, big numbers. That's crazy considering if you look at the stats, it's 23% of South Africans don't eat every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, a quarter of our population don't Scary. have food. Yeah. If if we could do something, if someone uh, out there has got a brain on them and some sort of plan, we could feed the nation. Yeah, um, exactly. You know, we're going to drag Natalie in here in a bit and maybe she can help us. Maybe King Bar can do something. What do we have at number four? We have, after decades of work, Mozambique declares itself free of landmines. So that's, I mean, that's a flippin'. It's big. It's a huge story. Uh, due to the war, they had whole, uh, placed a whole bunch of landmines around Mozambique. It was all over, and we don't even know that. We go there on holiday, you don't even know. Yeah. You don't even know. It took them 22 years, but as of last week, I think it's Thursday or Wednesday, they have been declared 100% landmine that's free. awesome. It took them 22 years. Sure. Yeah. That's insane. The work is not done yet, yet though. The, the group that do it, they, they travel around the world clearing up these, these war zones and their next, it's called the Halo Trust and their next, um, their next locations are, let me check here, Afghanistan, Angola and Cambodia where they're okay. still busy clearing up the landmines. Wow. Yeah. No, they're still, and John, how many more countries still have line, landmines? More than the, the list that you've given. Yeah. It's a lot. It's scary. Important work. Um, number three, uh, more than just a minibus. Uh, the Combi Turned Mobile Psychology Clinic for Kailicha's Youth. This is an incredible story. So this guy from Kailicha, he's, uh, his name is Andreas Mupunga. He studied a psychology degree. And when he reached his goal and he got his degree and he started working and he did his hours and he had everything under his belt, he realized that having an office was too expensive. Uh, he came from Kailicha, so from small beginnings, yeah. he had these big dreams and to he, help his youth. And he can also help his own youth. Correct. Instead of now going out and, and helping others, he can Correct. Start, start at home. So he decided instead to invest in a minibus taxi. It cost him 20,000 rand. Uh, he spent 8,000 rand on refurbing the inside to turn it into a little, um, like a, like a, a psychologist room. Has he got that long chair? Was that a psychiatrist? Maybe it's the same thing. Maybe. He, he's got like a U-shaped chair in the, in the back and he stops inside the location, uh, sets up shop, opens the door and he helps the youth and the community in Kailiche. Awesome. He's brought it to them. From that, he started earning amazing money because people are paying him in the community. So he's actually opened up offices as well and he's now using this minibus taxi as a conduit to get people to come into the offices because there's, there's this whole concept around going to a psychologist that maybe people don't want to do. Now you're getting to talk to this guy in a minibus it's a informal sort of atmosphere and you realize actually he can help me. So then you go through to his offices. Yeah, his medium term goal is to have 10 of these. Wow. And I think his long term goal is to have 50 of these around the country. Yeah. He wants to help at least 500 kids a month. That is amazing. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. Very cool story. What do we have at number two? Uh, the, Netherlands, the Netherlands has officially banned the use of wild animals in circuses. 
On Tuesday, September the 15th, it was actually a, a week ago, the band came into full effect where the Netherlands have completely stopped using animals in circuses. Um, and other people, other countries can follow. We don't need Definitely. it anymore. Uh, I was in Thailand not too long ago. Not, not so much a circus, but the elephants that roam Thailand. And I just refuse to, to climb on one. I just don't find that humane. Or if that's the word. It's the right. Yeah, I just don't find that great. Um, I think that living in 2015, we have so much uh, at our fingertips, technology. Um, you don't need to go to like the circus to see animals anymore. No. You could Google a video on your phone and get a great YouTube video of animals in the wild. Uh, National Geographic have done the most amazing series where you can catch all these animals doing what they do uh, in the best possible space. We don't need to have animals in captivity no, any longer. Doing silly tricks and climbing onto boxes. And it's so yeah, backwards no, not, not ideal So backwards I enjoy uh, Have you ever been to Madame Zangara? I have Going in December Okay so Madame Zangara Is the raddest sort of circus Amazing. atmosphere Because you get good food uh, There's good wine And there's these These human beings That, that do voluntarily amazing work, yeah. Do amazing work And are really It's wow factor Yeah 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 That's wow Yeah I wish it was tomorrow I was going Ah, you know, maybe we should all go in December. What what (laughs) do we have at number one? Uh, Finally, a local story. Cape Town makes the world's most beautiful cities list. Okay, this is huge because South Africa has just been top of the the head. All these different lists and charts. BuzzFeed, we were listed as number one in the top 20 most beautiful countries in the world. Um, We've done on all these sort of tourist sites. We've done TripAdvisor. So throughout the past, I don't know, let's call it a year and a half. We've just been, South Africa has been really top of the list. Cape Town has just come in as one of the most beautiful cities in the world. Yeah. What? And and who who can deny that? We live, we live yeah. two hours away. Yeah, you can yeah. catch a flight yeah, to yeah. one of the most beautiful cities in the world. I love Cape Town. Cape Town is my playground. You, you like, land there and you just like relax and switch off as you drive off the airport. As you climb off the plane yeah. and you see the mountains, the air is different yeah. and you actually just give a breath of a sigh of relief. I need to book another holiday. <laughs> Dave's leaving again. Dave's out of here. Yeah. No, I was in Cape Town two weeks ago and, um. So was I. Were we there at the yeah, same time? Just before Kruger. What? Yeah. How do we miss each other? I don't know. Absolutely crazy. But yeah, it's Cape Town for me. I don't know if I could ever live there. I don't know if that's a, an option. I think the me. pace for you and I is probably too slow. We are, we are pace people. I was thinking about it this morning. Someone texted me, um, and said, like, what am I doing? Can we meet up for lunch today? Like, and I thought to myself, I've been up since four. I've written two articles, prepped for my show, trained for Kilimanjaro, uh, and it's hopper six, hopper six in the morning. Like, we, yeah. I, there's no time for lunch. Who has time for lunch? Who does that? I don't even eat lunch. Um, so yeah, Cape Town's maybe a little bit slow because those guys start work at what? 11 a.m. and end by three. Yeah, maybe 10. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. I use it as my playground. Yeah, That's exactly what I great, do. Great place. Absolutely incredible. This is uh, the good stuff on Cliff Central. And when we get back, we're going to have a very, very inspirational person in studio with us. Changing idea. He made it happen. You have a game-changing idea, and now Sir Richard wants to discuss it with you aboard the Virgin Atlantic 787 Dreamliner. Presenting Dream Tropaneur. Email dream at cliffcentral.com with your one-minute video or audio recorded business plan. If our panel of judges think it's a game-changer, you'll be one of ten to attend a course at the Joburg Branson Center of Entrepreneurship. Then, two final winners will take home 40,000 Rand in cash, 140,000 Rand's digital marketing package, one week in London attending Global Entrepreneurship Week, 
and time with Sir Richard Branson aboard the Virgin Atlantic 787 Dreamliner. An idea is only ever an idea until you make it happen. T's and C's apply. Go to cliffcentral.com for more info. Are you South Africa's next dream entrepreneur? At Sibanye Gold, we believe leaders are made, not born. We also believe we can create a sustainable legacy by helping to develop tomorrow's leaders today. Which is why we have partnered with the Leadership Platform to nurture leaders who are committed to growing our country's economy. We are proud to say it's an initiative that's already showing glittering results. Sibanya Gold. We are one. We're all about the good stuff, and uh, here's some more good news for parents, especially working moms who know how hard it is juggling your kids' homework and extra lessons needs with your own busy schedules. Tutors at your service, run by Teresa and Amanda, who are both educators and mothers themselves, specialize in all school subjects, from grade zero to matric, including homework supervision. Parents, you do not have to drive anywhere, as the tutors actually come to your home. That's flippin' rad. Tutors at your service have received excellent results over the past years and come highly recommended. Contact Teresa and Amanda on 082-217-2077. That's 082-217-2077. Or go to tutorsatyourservice.co.za. They will not only understand your child's needs, but your needs as well. Actually, we're all about the good news. And um, and today I'm quite excited. I've got a friend of mine who I went to high school with, who is my inspiration for this week, Natalie Ruvers works for King Pie um, and a couple of weeks ago you all know that I do this Rack 15 thing which is absolutely insane every day I try to do a random act of kindness bring that kindness to people change one thing make a difference and do good that's the ultimate goal I put out the message on my social media I uh, I spoke to my mates I sort of try to get things out there and Natalie picked up on the Rack 15 campaign and she jumped on board she didn't just jump on board she flung herself full frontal let me get on board as hard as I can and gave me thousands of pies to give away to various communities on the day itself um when we did it, she said to me, look, uh, she's going to give me all these pies. It's a little bit tricky because the pies need to stay cold and her trucks might be a bit busy, so we might not be able to do it on the exact day. And I decided to put out another call on social media to ask for, I didn't even know what it was called. It was like a freezer truck or a cold truck or a something truck. And another company came on board, Taste Holdings, and together... They worked together to literally feed the nation. It was the most amazing, amazing day that I've spent with a good friend of mine doing good. Nat, welcome to The Good Stuff. Oh, thanks, Brenty. It's amazing having you here. It's your first time at The Good Stuff. You can see the lounge is flipping crazy. There's a whole bunch of people sort of... Tuesdays are mad at The Good Stuff on Cliff Central. Very busy. Um, massive thank you for the pies. Not only did we feed the nation that day, but uh, Nat's brought in a whole truckload of pies for us today to keep us all fed and, and warm and happy. That's what, we, that's what we like to do. Thank you very much. Thank you. Nat's first off, um, I think I need to understand, because you do the marketing at King Pie. How did you get into marketing? Well, yeah, we went to school together. And I actually was very passionate about people. So I always loved giving back from a very young age and I actually got into psychology, would you believe? So I decided I love being in corporate. So I studied industrial psychology 
And early on, I realized this is not for me. Um, I just couldn't take on everyone's problems. And I realized this is just not where I'm headed. So I changed direction and I realized I love brands and I love shoes and I love clothes and I'm passionate about marketing. So I changed my whole degree to uh, BCom Marketing. And then I started realizing about franchising and realizing that that's purely the power of a brand. And the more I did marketing, the more I realized this is what I wanted to do. And yeah, yeah, I sit now with King Pie. Um, at the end of, you know, here I'm sitting working for a franchisor. And it's not just a franchisor. King Pie has been rated as one of the biggest pie companies in the world. Correct. You guys are mass producing pies and feeding. I mean, when I look at King Pie, it's, it's majority of the nation that are eating the bars. Yes. It's absolutely so it's, phenomenal. It's really exciting. You know, I love my brand. I love our pies. It's really difficult to say no every day to eating a pie. But I was going to yes, say, do you, do you get free pies? Yes, we do. We're allowed to taste. Every Tuesday, we have a new product development meeting where we taste pies, new flavors, and obviously new things, new recipes. So it's really important being in this position to actually taste the product. So yeah, so Jim is uh, very high <laughs> on the cards. <laughs> um, what is your favorite pie? My favorite, I would say pepper steak and the chicken burger because I was part of the whole chicken burger launch. So that's very, it's one of my babies. So yeah, so that's, yeah, my favorite. Super cool to, to enjoy what you do and to be in a position where you are loving your, your work. Um, and you guys, I mean, you do good work, which is, which is pretty cool as well. I put out the call on social media about Rack 15. You, as a friend of mine, you knew already what I was doing, but more so, why did you get involved? Why did you jump on board? I just felt it's so important. I wish, you know, other franchisors and uh, franchisees in the industry would actually also get on board, on board. You know, you know, we're working with food and just those stats with, you know, the wastages. It's it's so scary and you know we're working with the next generation and there's some children you know I go out in the field with charity work and some children have never even eaten a pie and you think a pie is you know a commodity everyone's eaten a pie it's like a a loaf of bread so I just thought no we have to jump on board we got all this retention stock and I need just to obviously assist you in any way I can um, and it's obviously just this is going to be an ongoing thing where we actually need to just see how we can actually get involved and continue this work so yeah it's just something that's very close to not just my heart but obviously King Pa's heart and you, you, you're quite passionate so I mean this comes from a good space it's not like you're doing it just from a corporate point of no. view it really is something that you believe and something that you told me on the day was, uh, and, and you can repeat it, what is a pie? How does a, why, why is a pie so good? <laughs> I knew you were going to say this. <laughs> well, a pie to me is like a hug from the inside. So like I said, I just wish, you know, I could just, whenever I eat a pie, I always feel so good after eating a pie. And I just want the kids and the youth to feel that, you know. When we do feel exactly the same, when I'm, and, and, and generally if I'm down or it's one of my, uh, go-to foods. It's yeah, a feel-good food. It's a feel-good food. That's exactly what it is. It's a feel-good food. And for you to say that there's some kids that have never experienced what I take for granted, it's actually just, it's a little bit sad. It really. is. It is sad. And luckily a pie is extremely filling, so. Exactly. And yeah. so it's good, it's good food as well. One of the things, I mean, we did that and it was a great day and we went to all these different charities and we helped, I promise you, thousands of people. I haven't been sending you the photos that I've been receiving. I don't know if she's been sending them to you as well. No. The one lady we went to was someone that I featured on my show. It is an old lady who feeds, um, 
who feeds children in a school in Pretoria. And that school is a normal Model C school. It's not an underprivileged school. It's not, uh, it's not the sad state of affairs. It's a normal school. And she packs lunches for the underprivileged kids who don't have enough money to eat. And they go to the tuck shop and the lunches are packed exactly the same way that a normal um, meal is packed at the tuck shop. They mm-hmm. go to the normal mm-hmm. counter. So it looks like they're buying their food and they get food to eat that is for free and you gave them thousands of pies which helped them greatly it was something and that was just one of the charities that we did on the day Um, overwhelming i remember dropping off the pies there and she was just in tears it was you know it was so sad and you know you know we don't even know these children you know i wish we could see their faces but you know we never know we just stop these off and you know it's little seeds that we're going to plant and you know that's just job planting seeds of happiness man yeah, it was an amazing day. But that's not all that King Pie does. Like that was one one day where you got involved and and you, like you said, you guys are looking to make it sustainable and help. I think right. it was four or five charities that we went to and you're really going to try and make it sustainable to help them. Um but you have big big things that you do, big projects yes. that King Pie does. Can you tell us some something about that? Yeah, so we actually uh last year started a whole trust, Dennis Van Ols Trust. Um, our owner of the factory down in Somerset West passed away of cancer last year this time. And we obviously developed this trust uh, in his name to honor him. And we obviously, we want to make a permanent change in the youth and, and children's lives. And there's a number of children when, you know, you're going out in the field, you see there's a number of children that are actually squints and they get ridiculed and mocked. And we thought this is a great way to actually uh, do corrective surgery. And it's called strabismus surgery. So what we do with Pretoria Eye Institute, we actually operate on these children. And, um, yeah, we've operated on 10 children thus far. So it's extremely, it's going extremely well. And, yeah, we do a number of other charities. That's one of our big ones. We also have Youth Zone. And Youth Zone is where we go out into the townships and we use soccer and netball. Um and we tie that up with uh, life skills and computer literacy. And so I'm going to stop you there yes. just for a second. Sport is so important for yeah. kids. Yeah, really cool. I think it's it's important. It teaches uh, it, it t- teamwork. It teaches you to be on time. Yes, discipline. It, discipline. Uh, looking great because you got to wear whatever uniform you're in, and you got to be proud of exactly. your team. It, it's so important for our children to be able to play sport, and for you to be helping and assisting. In the sporting sort of area, I just think it's hugely important for hand-in-hand mm. hand with education. But the sporting side is important for those other life skills. It's 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 crucial. And, you know, I went to the one site in Soweto, the youth zone site, and it was an eye-opener. I went with one of our franchise managers, and I thought, oh, you know, you're going to a little soccer field. So, you know, yeah, I go in my little outfit. And we got there. There's no water. There's no electricity. It was raining. And these guys are actually playing in their slippers. It was heartbreaking. Um, it was an eye opener. And you know, yeah, we are sitting at corporates, you're sitting in an office, you don't know what's actually hap- happening out there in the townships. Um, so yeah, it's a project that's also very close to my heart because we're actually reaching out to these children that are either on drugs or trying to get off drugs. Um, they are really, uh, the troubled youths of the townships. So that's a project that we continuously try and assist with. And then we have another project called My Life, where we um, assist girls in six schools around the country. And we actually also tell them it's more about the inside, not just the outside. You know, very similar to a part, it's all about the inside. So it's just telling them about, um, you know, 
you know, how to get a job, what to study, all about the basics. Again, it's life skills. I went and did a, I went and did a, a sort of volunteer day at a, um, orphanage in, Soweto. And we spent the, the first part of the morning with the kids and playing games and like doing really, really cool stuff. And even though it was fun, it was still educational. Uh, I'm, I'm the naughty sort of guy. So all the other people were really doing the educational games and I was playing, uh, checkers. Like, As always. <laughs> I'm, I'm terrible. <laughs> um, but with the, 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 afternoon part of the volunteer day we sat down with the 17 year olds and 18 year olds and helped them with their cvs and for me it was the most eye-opening thing because i realized that that was a skill writing a cv Mm. that i took for granted uh because of the schooling system that i was in i'd been taught how to do that already and because of the the sort of opportunity that I'd had, uh, I, I really took it for granted. Writing a CV is something that is second nature. I have a computer. I'm able to do it. You can download a template mm-hmm. off, off Google. And these kids just didn't have the same opportunities that, that I'd been given. And I sat down. And um, and one of the biggest things that I realized is is I had to teach them how to be self-aware. So I had to teach them how to to relate to their skills to their experiences and to be able to highlight those themselves correct and also what's their strengths and what their weaknesses are and some of those girls didn't know what the career options were out there it was scary we went to a a school in cape town you know you hear about gangsterism and drugs and pregnancy in schools you know there were three girls in the class that were pregnant and we give away like little items during the session and during the break um the girls go out and after the break they come in and I was like, where's all your goodies? No, we had to give it to our boyfriends. Otherwise they're going to beat us up. I, you know, burst into tears. You know, you don't think this is happening out there. But and it is. And it's, it's, I think it's because that as, as people, um, that do have opportunity, you almost live in a bubble. You, you don't, do. you don't realize what the rest of, of the world or, mm. or South Africa is like. David, you work in a, in a home where you're helping kids. Yeah. I'm the operations director of a large children's home. Got 28 homes, um, most of them are in Joburg, four is now in Cape Town, so that is what takes me to Cape Town when I go. Um, it's not always holiday, but yeah, um, and it's, what, what we try to do is make these children live in a dignified life. Mm-hmm. And to make, you, you talked about it earlier, um, so they don't feel different. Mm-hmm. So none of our vehicles have got any branding on it. Um, they arrive at school, um, just a few kids per school, we try to split the schools up, just so that they don't feel like they're orphans. And, and we try not to, to, to brand them and um, volunteers we, we're very selective of the volunteers that are involved um, well what, one of the big things that I've seen with the volunteer side uh, is is the fact that that is a problem yes. volunteering is a problem because people come once and then they never might again. never get, come again and, and the, in our case the children have already ha- already lost parents um, and now they lose a volunteer, mm. and, and, and the cycle yeah, exactly, and the cycle of that open door closing on them every single time takes place. And that's what's so important with us as King Pie, you know, all these charities we work with, and it's like from my side, it's not about the brand, it's about the children, and even the children, it needs to be sincere. It can't be about King Pie just putting up their branding. It's about giving back and being sustainable, like you're saying. Um, so well, yeah, and yes, David, we need to talk. We need to get involved. <laughs> on, on the day that Nats and I went out, there was not a single piece of branding. So Nats, when, when we were taking photos at, uh, the Vidkoppen home and all these places we went to, they, we took photos for ourselves. It was for our own personal sort of reasons, but I've known other charities that arrive with their pull-up banners and sort of put them out and it just, it takes away from the fact that you're actually just doing good. And you're there for the kids or for the old or for the dogs or whatever charity you're supporting. Are you, you, yeah, you're there for that, not for the branding and the 
the marketing. That mm. might be a side side avenue, but the focus is the kids and the and the beneficiaries that you serve. One hundred percent. Nats, uh, plans for the future. Are we gonna are we gonna feed South Africa? What are we gonna do? Yes, I hope so, and I hope I actually challenge other franchisors to jump on board. And I'd love to actually do more things with other franchisors. You know, if we can all join in and do this together. You know, we have to actually try. This is a massive problem. Um, so, yeah, it would be great if we can do this as a team effort. And, yeah, with your help, Brincy, so please, That's, we had to help. Man, and, and we will. We'll all get together and help. One of the things that happened, and I'm just sorry, I just got a tweet from, uh, I think it's actually Cusper de Fris. We'll read that out now. So, um, one of the, the things that had happened a week before Nats and I got together was the, the it's like a burger war. It was between McDonald's and, um, McDonald's and Burger King for International Peace Day, which was yesterday. They decided, uh, Burger King put out this call to, to McDonald's. It was in all the newspapers and it was trending and it was all over the place. And they said, join us on 21st of September for International Peace Day and let's put our burgers down and come together to make the world's best burger that will give back. And um and Burger King was super hyped up about this. McDonald's decided not to. McDonald's sent back a reply going, it's the craziest thing. David's looking at me as if I'm mad. Um they sent back they sent back a a, a message that highlighted the plight of people in war zones and said basically there's bigger problems than you and I putting a burger together. Which I think is quite silly. As two brands, if you come together and you can work together to make a difference, um it's just gonna do the world of good. I've got I've got a coach here. In relation to all of this, never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed citizens can change the world. Indeed, it is the only thing that ever has. Say that again. Never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed citizens can change the world. Indeed, it is the only thing that ever has. Margaret Mead. 100%. So it's when people come together that real change is made. And yesterday, for International Peace Day, Burger King, uh, they joined forces with, uh, it was four other companies to make the best burger. Um, The companies were Denny's and, and a couple of American companies that we might not be able to associate with. But on top of that, DreamWorks Animation, Google, Facebook, Twitter, uh, McCain Foods, MasterCard and United Airlines all jumped on board. They created a pop-up store in the middle of Atlanta, so the store just came from nowhere. They created a burger using all the parts of these four different burgers. So I'm not exactly sure what the calorie count is. I don't even want to know. (laughs) But they gave the burgers away for free. And the whole idea, I mean, the box is so cool. The box has got a little peace sign on it. And it basically says, if we can feed the world, we'll have peace because no one will be hungry. And they gave these burgers away and all the companies that were involved gave a donation to uh, the fund, the World Feeding Fund. And I'm going to give you the address for that. It's www.wfp.org. And that's the World Food Program, Feeding the World. They all got together to give back, which is just insane. um, What is the the star from uh, Taken? Liam Neeson? Yes. He did, he did the voiceover for the video that went out. And I'm going to retweet that. I'm going to put it out there so that you guys can hear from it as well. Casper de Vries, he did tweet. He said, your show is not only interesting, but one actually feels like a better human being afterwards. Great work. Thanks, Casper. I listen to your show and I, I just laugh because you're the funniest guy at Cliff Central. Know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> and. Just to let you know, Casper de Vries is back on Friday. So if you guys want to tune in and, and hear the Casper show, he's back on Friday. He is the funniest Cliff Central in we have, if that's a word. But that's true. I just made Kasper. that up. Uh, we're going to get going because we only have two minutes. Nats, if we can have just your Twitter handles and how we get stay in touch with yourself and King Pa. 
Brilliant. So it's at Natalie underscore Ruiz. I'll spell it for you. It's R-U-W-E-R-S. And that's how we get hold of her. I also want to mention that today uh, is National, it's World Rhino Day. Okay. So we were ta- oh, wow. we were talking about the rhinos that were in uh, Kruger National that you saw. It's World Rhino Day. Don't be a dick. Leave them alone. It's plain and simple. Just leave the rhinos alone. Jan Hudson reminded me that that's uh, World Rhino Day. We need to look after our rhinos, guys. Exactly. Any last words, Dave, for the good stuff on Tuesday? Look and log your issues in the city of Joburg to make it a greater city. I think so. Take care of your communities. Look after your own and uh, make it a better place. Uh, we need for to you stay, and for me. For you and for me. We need to stay motivated. We need to inspire others. We're in this together and the only way we'll get through this is together. Good things come to those who believe. Better things come to those who are patient. And the best things come to those who don't give up. This is the good stuff. If you, if you want to catch up with all the good stuff shows, it's all on podcast you can go to cliffcentral.com uh, on my show page we're going to put links to all of the stories all of the charities and also um to king pass so if you guys want to get involved you can get hold of nats there it has been amazing i wish you all an absolutely terrific tuesday this is cliffcentral.com